0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. Today, I have another guest on the uh, on the podcast, uh, Noah Feld. Um, uh, I I wanted I'm gonna ask. Uh, so, no, Noah, it has um diagnoses for both autism and dyslexia, and I'm gonna ask him a little bit about his experiences um, growing up and, um, you know, things like that, uh, in general. Um, Well, without further ado, welcome, Noah.
1: Yeah, Well, well, thank you.
0: Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming on. Um,
1: You're welcome.
0: So, I wanted to ask you uh, a little bit to start. I wanted to ask you... What were some of the earliest memories you had? Or oh, uh, at first, let's to start. Um, when did you first notice that you had um some learning differences and disabilities? And what was that like?
1: I would say I would say when I was very young. I was I've been in special ed, been mm-hmm. to a special school.
0: I see. Yeah. Um. That was uh. What was it like with the other kids? Like, did you have um, problems with the, with the, what was it like, like your, your uh, interactions with the other kids and and with teachers?
1: Well, I would say the interaction with the other kids was very tough because they had people in the program that had had a lot of behavior problems at, in, Um, at the program at the time we'll see right now things are very different right now if somebody has dyslexia i think maybe a private school might be better or um or something like with today's technology a lot of technology wasn't available so there was a lot they didn't know about it when my job um i had a boss that had dyslexia and he told me of course he's he was a a lot older than I am. So, um, he, 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 he told me when he was, um, when both of his parents were school teachers, they didn't even know what dyslexia is. And they found out about it in, in a much later, um, in a much more later, uh, period of, of, of his life. And also I had a stepbrother that had dyslexia and, He's older than I am, so at the per- at his period of time, because dyslexia has been only something that has been discovered maybe 40 years ago. They even think Winston Churchill had dyslexia. and The reason I think such a thing is really true is that Winston Churchill, every time in school, was struggling academically, and that's very common for dyslexics, and at the period of time was... Um, he'd been to he' been to a school in England that that was not known to have people that did very well academically, so I would say at that period of time that sounds very consistent to dyslexia yeah
0: I see um it is it's uh frustrating how there hasn't been as much awareness i mean i feel like in a lot of places there still isn't um very much awareness about it and i'm sure uh you know a few decades ago this that was even uh even more pronounced and i know that in terms of when i went to do my research about autism as well and Finding out how awareness wasn't, wasn't, and still isn't in a lot of places, and the right understanding of it still isn't predominant. Um, so I can I can relate to uh, feeling those uh, kind of frustrations as well. And I guess the next topic I wanted to get into is. Um, Did you have any speech delays, and and what was that like?
1: Well, maybe a slight speech impediment, so obviously, well, I would say that just was very tough, because school was just not a very easy place for me, so um, I got ridiculed a lot in school, but kids would find a reason to ridicule somebody. A person could be a straight-A student and have a genius-level IQ and still get ridiculed in school. Also, the area I grew up in, I would say Pelham, New York, had an area which people were high up on the economic ladder, and what made that rough having dyslexia, a lot of kids feel very insecure that they know their families up on an economic ladder. How these people are not going to be me, so a lot of kids felt very insecure. Yeah, it's...
0: Um, I see, that's... Thank you for sharing that. Um, I... In your opinion, what would have been some ways... That, that um. Would have been what? What were like? Some things you wish that certain teachers, and 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 students, and and uh, classmates of yours had done, or had been like. What would have been in a, in a more ideal situation, like? some of the thing, particularly with teachers, like some accommodations that might have been helpful for you if you had them at the time?
1: Well, what I think is, I think bullying is an issue at that period of time, when this goes back over 40 years ago, is an issue very much kept in the closet. Um, and it's also uh, the school systems, and I think today is Tuesdays, nor here, nor there, is really... Broken down, and also I feel they should make that a hate crime. If an if an if an individual harasses somebody with a disability, and I think it should also be obviously a hate crime. We can make it a law enforcement issue because it should be a law enforcement issue. If anybody if anybody's harassing a person,
0: yeah, absolutely, I agree. I, I agree for sure. There needs to be a lot more. Uh, I I feel like bullying needs to be taken a lot more seriously, and I can definitely uh, relate to the experience of being bullied, um, and how how having a school that doesn't take it seriously and just feeling very invalidated because of that. So um,
1: well, that's exact, That's exactly how I felt. So it. It, it made things very rough for me.
0: Yeah, I I can certainly relate to that. And I, I know that it's uh, something many of us in the community, sadly, have have experienced as well. Did you find that your teachers were generally supportive? Or did you also have a lot of problems with them not wanting to accommodate or not understanding your
1: Well, I felt two teachers I had were supportive. Um I felt at 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 that at that period of time um I, I felt I felt at that period of time um yes, they they were very supportive, but they found out about it. Um, I think I should have had a lot more support about it much more earlier when I was going to school because I was way behind academically
0: yeah yeah I I, I agree that um, that's another big issue is the lack of support and resources um for disabled kids and uh, learning disabilities in general, um,
1: well, yeah, I, there was when I when I was going to school. I don't know how it's like today. I think there's, I th- I think today, um, I, I, I just I just don't know. The last inf- um, information I heard is that the average kids right now are three years behind their. Um, their grade
0: yeah i see yeah that's i i feel like i mean I'm sure it's still um, it's still not it's still not where it needs to be today, but um it's i'm sure it's way better than um than it was before. I'm sure it's it's getting better, although I like to always be cautious with that because I feel like it's still really not where it needs to be.
1: Um, well, I th- I th- we're in a mutual agreement with that. Yeah. Um, did you have any... So...
0: Um... Do you have any? Did you have any uh, special interests go, growing up? What were the main things or topics that you you were interested in?
1: I would say history would be about the only mm-hmm. one.
0: Yeah, is that something that carried on like throughout your life, or has it kind of well, come and gone?
1: Um, Right now, that's a good question. I used to watch the history channel a lot. I don't I don't watch I don't watch it anymore.
0: Yeah. Um I feel yeah, it's interesting special interests because I've I've had one main special interest within which is uh, meteorology, weather. Um but then I've also had special interests in uh, aviation and um sometimes uh uh like traffic planning and and other things Uh, i mean acting as well because now i actually am an actor now and then also now podcasting but um I've always had that that strong one for weather, but then an also kind of strong one for aviation, and I feel like it's kind of, it's gone back and forth. Um, And sometimes it goes back and forth, like sometimes I'm hyper-focusing more on one, and sometimes more on the other. And they're all kind of, sometimes they all relate to each other, but I'll be thinking of them at different times, so I like to, always kind of ask, um, everyone about their special interests and, and such. Um, uh, did you have any, uh, neuromotor dif- functioning di- differences or any physical disabilities as well?
1: The answer is no.
0: Mm-hmm. Um yeah what and so growing up, what was it like um you know, like high school, i guess teenage years um
1: well I'd say it what it was it wasn't fun for me
0: was it also the same kind of thing with bullying um,
1: oh, oh, an awful lot of it, yeah.
0: If you're comfortable sharing, what was some of the kind of, and it's totally okay if you if you feel not like sharing. But what were some? Of, what was some of the, the bullying that you experienced? Um,
1: well, it's strange because when I, there was a program high school kids would go to um, um, that um, called the Bose's program. well that's a relative it was a vocational where you learned a vocational skill and um, what happens is they had kids from different high schools some of them were kids from the group homes and the kids from those group homes make no mistake about it you do not want to be anywhere near those kids because they are um, because what they do is that um, to keep these are kids that are are in um, are are in there because they're in the juvenile um, justice system, and they are just very nasty kids. Mm. And a lot of people have had bad experiences at group home. I don't know if it's still there. It's a Pleasantville Cottage School. The community is demanding that it leaves. I've heard heard a lot of stories. One of the stories I heard from that school was that. Two kids tried to set somebody at work at a place on fire. Oh my gosh. Wow. So they would it also I've heard stories that they also come from families where parents are in jail Mm. or they find themselves in a foster care program. So you really are dealing with very nasty individuals, and I felt the teachers there were just terrible, the people that worked at the place, because they were afraid of these kids, so they would refuse to even do anything if you complained that you had a problem with these kids. Wow, wow,
0: that's very, very unfortunate, Um, thank you for, for
1: sharing that and make no mistake, you don't, like what I indicate for, you would really want to distance yourself because they were very disturbed, disturbed kids.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine. Um. Uh, and so what was, what was your, have? what was it like, um, after school and going into your adulthood, um, how had did how was that experience
1: well to be honest i never liked... a lot of people said you would like would you work and you would prefer school well no i prefer work over school
0: mhm yeah no i agree i think i i've um heard that from a lot of other autistics as well is that you know, because we have, a lot of us tend to have such negative experiences in terms of bullying and trauma in school, um, we, we we thrive more when we reach um, adulthood and we're in work environments, particularly if it's, you know, um, somewhere that we have, enough support around us um but but not when the school and it's interesting because for for neurotypicals or folks that don't experience bullying in school they might like you know they they might feel nostalgic about their their high school years or their college years but i i relate more to your side of i don't really cherish my school years very much because they weren't very pleasant. I don't.
1: I, it's strange. There was one teacher I did like, but I, I I really don't cherish my my school years. As a matter of fact, I think there's a reason behind everything because I would always worship the kid that did very well academically. What happened to them is that once once they were out in the real world. And started experiencing rejection. They didn't know how to respond to rejection. So what that, what that, what that did, what that did in return was, in return, they they want they winded up not knowing how to make of the situation. They winded up not even working when they were out in the real world. There would have been people that could have been one of the top ten students across the whole state. And um, what. Um, what what happens is, once they're out, out in the real world, it's like they're just... So, like, at the same time, I think there's a reason behind everything because I experienced so much rejection when I was out in the real world. I understood I was going to experience it, and that's why I'm working today. Wow.
0: Yeah, no, that is very... That's a good point as well. It does kind of build a little more, um, resistance and, you know, just, I guess, um, sort of an immunity to it. I don't know if I would call it exactly that, but I relate to also having, like, because I've had the experience of rejection, I guess I've taught myself certain ways to navigate it and, like, be prepared or be more shielded for it. And then get to the space that I am now, whereas people that haven't experienced rejection in the past, they don't really know what to do they get they can very well get discombobulated by by experience I was very
1: now. discombobulated and yeah. to be honest i um I had to fight very hard to get where I am right now, and I experienced a lot of rejection,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I I see. Um yeah, I completely uh relate to, you know, having to face rejection and, and being in really dark times and dark places. Um Well uh oh, so the final question I wanted to ask you um is have you been able to find community of other um, other folks other with disabilities um, and we'll
1: see the, the thing is at the program I used to go to, I used to find those type of people a lot I didn't find, but at the same time. There's two people I do keep in touch with, one of the programs I used to go to, so if i never been there, I would have never would have met these people, but at the same time, um, I, I have a disability, but I'm at a much more higher level. A lot of these programs do not have people there that I feel I could be compatible with, and I don't mean to show any disrespect to them, but at, at, at the same time, I think... I function a lot more at a much more higher level. I
0: see. Um, so you feel like because they perhaps have higher support needs, their their experiences are not as relatable to yours. So it wasn't really
1: look. No, well, recent no, Yeah, it's not as relatable to me. So I need to go to a place which a lot more pe- Where I can relate to a lot more people i see
0: yeah that makes sense i i I can relate to that because i have uh been to a um a gathering uh many years ago i went to a gathering um for so at the time uh the the uh yeah, well, basically, it was a gathering of other autistics, but at the time, it was for Asperger's syndrome because it was what autism was called and what my original diagnosis was, and um, it was. I feel I I feel like I I had a hard time connecting because I think it was, um. The I didn't I had a hard time relating to. The I think I had very different experiences than the other folks. Um, I have, um, when I started using, uh, just within the last couple of years, once I started um, discovering things like podcasts by other autistic people and social media accounts and uh, articles and websites... I I um I've been able to find exp- people uh talking about experiences more similar to mine and I've been able to feel more seen and related to and then I've even been able to reach out to some of these people and have them on my podcast and um that has definitely been really impactful for me because I feel like with other folks that aren't that are very different than me with neurotypicals, um, it's there's a lot of times there's a miscommunication or a misread. Like it's they just don't get it. They just don't understand when I'm trying to communicate something and I'm communicating communicating it in the way my brain works. It's hard. Yeah, for, I- yeah.
1: I don't I don't mean to show any disrespect to Down syndrome people, but that was one of the problems I had at my program. Um uh, one time. And, and I don't think this person down syndrome people are a lot of them I don't mean to show any disrespect are not as um, high functioning as we happen to be and it's not their fault, it's the way they are born. So um one of the girls my my phone was getting charged and um what she did was she decided to pull my phone and um use my cell charger without even asking me and here I was very I believe when something like that happens I believe in approaching every situation if I did not do something that would have warranted a um a yell, which I didn't do. I was very because I treated and I don't care if you have Down syndrome or not. I believe if you approach a situation with a person, I, I approach it the way how I want if I do not do something that would have warranted a yell, I'm not gonna yell at the person. So I said to her in a polite tone of voice, please do not do this again. And then I ran into a problem with the person that run in the program saying, don't we share well if I wasn't using that charger, she said, well, I forgot my charger. Can I use yours? Then I would have let her do it. But I just would like if somebody would ask. It's only common sense that if somebody's phone is getting charged, you don't pull somebody's phone and then put your phone right there. I think that would get somebody upset.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because she didn't ask you if it was okay to use your charger. So Right. Yeah. It seems like they weren't respecting that she didn't respect your boundary of... Right. Yeah. Yeah,
1: she didn't respect it when I tried to, when I approached this situation, I approached it by being very polite because like what I indicate before I treat an individual the way um, I approach a situation the way I would like to be tre- treated if I do not do something it would have warranted a yell.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry that you had that experience. I can certainly relate to um experiences similar to that one where I I was upset because of something, and they made it seem like my they were upset at me for being upset. So it's um and yeah, even when I had a reasonable reason to be upset um yeah yeah but yeah anyways um those are all the questions that i had planned for today um uh i wanted to thank you again for coming on um and uh thank you everyone for listening um i hope you enjoyed this one and i'll see everybody next time